And we have another guest, as I've talked about, that we would for Community Stories, and it is Kate Hengi-Gretz. And she is going to be chatting with us about Project Community Connect. Good morning, Kate. Well, good morning, Karen. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. I've been on the organizing committee for 10 years now, and this is our 10th annual event. And we are very excited to bring it back to Mankato. We did take a, a break in 2020, like a lot of different organizations and agencies um, kind of held back during COVID. But we are up and running strong, and our event is going to be on Tuesday, August 31st. Um, so that's actually just under a week from now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center in the downtown Mankato area from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. So what, for those who have never heard of it, what is Project Community Connect? It is a one-stop resource event, kind of held like an expo. Um, So if you've heard of like a home and garden show or a builder show where you've got all these vendors selling their wares, it's very similar, but this is with agencies sharing information about their resources. So places like the food shelf will be there and probably like WIC and... Um, some different employment agencies, um, housing organizations, etc. Um, they're not they're not selling a product that like you pay for. They just want to get the word out about their services to make life easier for people who might be struggling financially. Well, so the people who need this kind of service are they going to know about this to go to the civic center and be there, or is it other people that are going to hear about it and sh- share the information with them? Because I'm just thinking, you know, they maybe aren't don't have access to a lot of info to hear about this. Well, you know, we've done our best to promote it, um, and so we've got it on Facebook. It's been um, in the free press, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, that's probably actually the best way that people hear about it, whether it's through social workers, eligibility workers through the county, um, you know, Head Start teachers, that type of thing. Um, but we do try to get posters hung in the community. Um, I've heard PSAs on the radio stations, etc. cetera. Um, so there's just a lot of ways that we're trying to get the word out. Um, and your radio show today is one of those ways also. Who should come to this? Who who do you want and who is this targeted specifically for? Is there a, a population out there that needs to know? You know, it's for anyone who's struggling financially um, or anyone who wants to find out about the resources available in their community. Um, you know, sometimes the folks that we work with, um, they have to choose between do they pay their electric bill or do they pay their car insurance? Well, if they come to this event, then they'll find out that there's organizations like MDAC that can help with electric bills. You know, do they buy sanitary supplies for themselves? Do they buy diapers for their children? Um, and there's some organizations here um, like Birthright um, and a few other organizations that might be able to hand out some diapers or give diapers to people on an ongoing basis. Um, so, you know... Just anyone who wants to find out more about community resources, um, even professionals sometimes will come to the event because they want to collect brochures and resources um, and just meet the people who work at the different agencies that they're referring um, their program participants to. Now, transportation might be an issue for some folks to get there. So how can folks get there? Obviously, it's downtown Mankato at the Civic Center, so you can walk there. But what other options are there if you don't have a, a car, let's say? 
Well, um, the last few years, the city of Mankato has been fantastic, and they've offered free bus rides to and from the event. Uh-huh. Now, because of COVID, um, bus rides through the city of Mankato are, are free at this point in time anyway. Oh. Um, but that's certainly an option for people um, who are within Mankato, is they can use the bus system to get there. Um, True Transit is a wonderful transportation system. Um, I believe they're through Vine, um, and that's a way for people in certain communities to get into Mankato. Um, and so then once they're in Mankato, um, if they need to use the Mankato bus system to get there. Um, we do have some, some ability to help people brainstorm solutions to transportation. Mm-hmm. So if people do have transportation questions, um, they can call the Greater Mankato Area United Way. And their phone number is 507-345-4551. And someone there will help them brainstorm options. Um, and, I mean, there's just a variety of things we can do. It's too much to go into on a radio interview. Sure. But, yes, huh. if they call that number, they'll have get some, some help figuring it out. Now, Kate, you said this is the 10th year. So how did this start, and what was it like when it first started, and how has it grown? Uh, the Project Community Connect was modeled after Project Homeless Connects um, in other communities in the United States. Um, Actually, I think Project Homeless Connects started out on the West Coast. Um, And there's uh, a group that meets on a regular basis in Blue Earth County. It's called the Homeless Response Team. And that's a collection of about 50 to 60 different agencies that care about issues like um, homelessness, poverty, hunger, um, and they get together on a monthly basis. And so it was the homeless response team that first took on the task of organizing the Project Community Connect. Oh, okay. And so so it started as just a small event somewhere with just a small group of people and then has grown to the Civic Center? Um, you know, I I would say ours never really started out small. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because even our first year, I think we had 40 to 50 vendors. Wow. Um, and our biggest year, we probably had more like 80. Um, there's been some years where we've had about six to 700 guests. Wow. We are anticipating it's going to be smaller this year. And we just want to assure people that we are doing everything possible to um, make sure that it's safe. And so I just want to talk a little bit about, about our COVID safety precautions. Sure. In past years, people could kind of wander from one booth to another, and and so they could go to the housing area and then go over to the food area and then go back to the housing area with another question. This year, we are going to have one-directional traffic, Ah. um, and also we're going to be encouraging social distancing. We are encouraging masks, and we will provide masks for people, Um, but of course, we can't require them, um, but definitely strongly encouraging. We're going to have hand sanitizer at all of the tables, that type of thing. Um, The Open Door Health Center will be giving the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. So one shot and you're done. Well, unless now they're looking at boosters going forward. Um, And then some of the high contact services that we've offered in the past are temporarily suspended. Um, That would be like our haircuts and our child care. just because we, we want to make sure that everyone is safe. Okay. Um, 
So, um, and when like a vendor is talking across the table to people and they're wearing masks, um, we feel that that doesn't have as much um, contact. Um, so yes, if people are coming for haircuts, and in years past, we had many people who said that's why they came. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we will not be offering those this year. Okay. Um, the other thing that we've um, suspended for this year is we used to kind of do an, uh, a short interview with people when they first came um, just to find out where they were from, um, you know, if they had housing issues, that type of thing. And so that interview has been suspended for this year. Do they fill out a, a sheet or something so you can know where to direct them? Like, let's say they're needing legal services, or how, how would they, you know, maybe assess what some of their needs might be? You know, this year, um, it's going to be pretty simple. They're just going to walk in, and, you know, we haven't done the, the mapping yet, but maybe housing services will be first, and then it might be legal. And so as they're going through, um, we'll kind of let them know in advance that, you know, maybe they should show, slow down just a little bit, Um and, you know, look at each of the booths and figure out, do I want to talk to someone at this booth before I move on? Um, we will, towards the end of the event, have a table with some free items. Um, and we put it, we're putting it towards the end of the event so people don't have to carry it the whole time. Sure. Um, and we're going to be spacing out the giving out of the items so that there should be some items available for everyone, whether you come right away at 1 o'clock or if you're wandering through the event at 3 o'clock. And I see on, um, on on your website you talk about still accepting donations. So if people want to help that way, you could provide donations of to help low-income families in the region. What sorts of things are you seeking? Um, you know, personal care items are fantastic. So all the shampoos, deodorants, sanitary supplies, diapers, etc. Um, you know, if people wanted to donate funds, that's always wonderful because then we can go to a, a larger store and, and buy in quantity. Um, we, we are not necessarily focusing on school supplies, um, because we figured with some of the other events that happened previously, yes. um, many people would already have school supplies. Um, but if someone has, you know, pencils, notebooks, that type of thing, you know, obviously we would love to hand those out also. Um, Another thing that we're going to do is we're going to have a grab-and-go meal this year so that people, as they're leaving the event, they can grab a sack lunch um, and then, you know, eat it, you know, outside at a park or in their car or take it home, whatever works best for them. Okay, because in the past you've had sit-down and they could eat there, right? Correct, yes, yes. Um, Another thing that I really want to highlight is that we can give out vouchers so people can get Minnesota identity documents. So if someone needs a birth certificate for themselves or their children, as long as they were born in Minnesota, if they need to update their Minnesota driver's license or their Minnesota ID, they want to upgrade to the real ID, we can give them a voucher, um, and then they would take that to the Blue Earth County License Center, um, and there'll be a short time, like about a two- to three-week window, so they don't have to use it that day, um, but they can get you know, that driver's license updated so that it shows their current address, et cetera. So, so why would they need a government ID voucher then? Um, I, I'm just... Does... Well, like when children go to school, um, the school likes to have a copy of their birth certificate. Okay. Um, when you're applying for all kinds of benefits, you might have to have a valid driver's license. Um, 
you know, you might have to have a birth certificate. Um, the other thing is that um, when people want to get on assistance mm-hmm. or um, they, they have to have valid IDs, and then when they're applying for a job, um, you don't want to have your, you know, your Utah driver's license when you're applying for a Minnesota job because the employer is going to look at that and say, well, are you really staying in Minnesota? Ah. So so it's essentially so, to get them a birth certificate or whatever is needed uh, to get from the government to get that next ID form. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. And once again, it's only Minnesota IDs. Um, so if you were born in Wisconsin, we can't help you get your Wisconsin ID. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, your Wisconsin birth certificate. But if you've got a Wisconsin driver's license and you just need the funds to get a Minnesota one, Mm-hmm. that's where the voucher comes in handy. Okay, very good. Uh, now there's a shoe bus. Is that new? A shoe bus is coming, it says. Yes, yes. Um, we've actually had the shoe bus at least one or two other years. Okay. Although this year, because of COVID, they're not having you actually walk onto the bus. Um, so the name's a little bit of a misnomer. Okay. Um, but they bring in carts of shoes and all sizes. And there's... There's totes and totes of shoes, and they're organized very nicely. Um, the shoes are the only thing at the event that cost money. Um, and so they can be purchased for anywhere between 2 and $5. Many of the shoes are new. Some of them are slightly used. Okay. And are you looking for more shoe donations, Kate? Um, at this point in time, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But for those other donations, where can people bring those? Let's say you had some of those, like you mentioned, the uh, personal items like the wipes, toothpaste, toothbrushes, deodorant, that kind of thing. Where where can you bring that? And what's the deadline, I guess, to get all that to you? You know, I think just to make things easy, um, I would say to still contact United Way, okay. the 507-345-4551. Um, and then they will let you know if it's best just to drop it off at their location. Um, I know we've got a storage unit somewhere. Um, I don't have the details on that. Oh, okay. All right, so this is coming up Tuesday, August 31st, and it's 1 to 4 p.m. in the Civic Center in downtown Mankato. Anything else you want people to know about or, you know, whether you need volunteers, for example? Um, We do still need volunteers. Um, A couple of our larger years, we had about 120 volunteers. And because we've cut, since we've... um, temporarily suspended some activities we don't need as many um, but we could still use about another 10 to 15 volunteers um, and people could either call United Way to get connected or um, they can also visit MankatoUnitedWay.org backslash PCC Okay so that so you'd be just assigned to do something specific when you were there, when you get there, I guess? Um, yes. Actually, the website, you can sign up for something specific. So if you want to be a greeter, mm-hmm. kind of help, you know, welcoming people to the event and letting them know which door to enter. Um, we need a few people to help set up, just hang signs, um, maybe organize the items on the um, free tables. Um, so there's just a, a wide variety of jobs. Um, and there are still several options on which kinds of jobs so people can sign up for what works best for for their physical abilities, their personality type, that kind of thing. I noticed that there's opportunities for interpreters as well. So if somebody needs an interpreter and is concerned about not being able to be understood, that's 
are there a, like a number of different ones? Do you have to request one, or how does that work? You know, right inside the event, we're going to have a help table, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the help desk. Um, so if someone does need an interpreter, that would be the best place for them to request one. Um, and we're still re- recruiting interpreters, and that's not uncommon. It seems like that's always the, the volunteer position where we're, we're scrambling at the last minute, but it always seems to work out. Um, plus, there's a couple of vendors that are going to have tables at the event um, that um, work with refugees or um, people of various languages. So sometimes we actually um, reach out to them also um, to see if they can help out if, if someone needs some interpreting. And if, you know, if a person is coming to the event and they do have some um, limited English skills, you know, it's certainly wonderful if they would invite a family member or friend to join them. Um, that's probably going to be most comfortable for the guests is if they have someone with them who could do the interpreting. But otherwise, they would just ask at the help desk and we would um, locate someone who could help them out. Now, this Project Community Connect, you mentioned that there's no child care services, which is sometimes a big barrier for people to be uh, able to attend events because they don't have a mm-hmm. sitter, et cetera. So should they bring their children with or, or what, what should they do? Because that could be a, a barrier for some. Yes. Um, you know, in years past, it was, yeah, if you want to get a haircut, if you want to have your family mm-hmm. photograph, that type of thing, bring your children. Um, this year, it's, it's totally up to people as to whether or not they want to bring their children. Ah. However, because of COVID protocols, we are asking that family groups stay together. Gotcha. Um, so you guests know their children the best. And, you know, will their child sit quietly in a stroller or follow mom and dad? Um, and if not, and you've got some options for child care, you know, certainly take advantage of those options so you can focus on the, the different providers that you're talking to and, and really um, have the ability to get the kind of in-depth information that you want. And I do notice that there is a, a Facebook page as well as a website called Project Community Connect, and if people want to know more information, that is how they can find that out. Anything else mm-hmm. we haven't covered, Kate, that you think is important to know? Um, you know, I, I think those are the main things. We do have many agencies that are going to be there talking about employment, Um, at least seven agencies talking about housing and um, 18 different providers um, have information on like children and youth services Um, and then there's also all kinds of social service um, veteran services transportation etc so um, I think it's going to be a fantastic event this year it's just going to look a little bit different I'm wondering what happened to those folks in 2020 did some of them fall through the cracks do you think Is, is there concern about that you know, there was such a out, um, an increase in some of the services that were available. Sure. Um, and there were a lot of different outreach efforts during COVID. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that there weren't a lot of people that fell through the cracks. Um, but, you know, if, if they did, hopefully they will learn about this event and can connect with providers. Um, on Tuesday of next week. Well, I hope so, too, and I appreciate your time. We've been talking with Kate Hengigretz with the Project Community Connect here in Mankato next Tuesday, August 31st, to help folks out with all sorts of resources offered, including a free grab-and-go meal, a shoe bus to get some inexpensive shoes, and if you have any questions, you can contact the Mankato, Greater Mankato Area United Way 
or go on the Facebook page for Project Community Connect. Thanks so much for your time, Kate. We always appreciate it, and all the best to you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye.